As the sailor walked closer, I had a deja vu moment. He looked very familiar. Had we met before? Perhaps he looked like somebody from the future. I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm sick and tired of all of you Puritans, the sailor said. I'm sick of your praying, your holier-than-now attitude. You should have all stayed in Plymouth with the others. Better yet, I wish the Speedwell would have sunk and taken a lot of you with her. It was bad enough having some of you on the Mayflower. Now I'm stuck with all of you. I must admit I was surprised by this sailor's hatefulness against the Puritans. The sailor gave a wicked smile and said, I guess there's one good reason to have you on board. That's the spirit, I said. Tommy nudged me and whispered, I don't think this is going to be a compliment. The sailor continued, We'll have plenty of food for the sharks. Ha <laughs> ha! Suddenly, I remembered where I'd seen him. Of course, he was the sailor that I encountered the first time I had time travel to the Mayflower. How could I forget the person who almost threw me overboard? Obviously, he wouldn't remember that first meeting, because for him, that part of history hadn't happened yet. And just then, Liberty appeared directly in front of the sailor, deliberately snorted, took another deep breath, and then disappeared. I think I was just as surprised as the sailor. On second thought, maybe not. The sailor had slimy horse snot oozing down his face. What the? Where did? That was a... The sailor muttered as he tried to wipe away the snot. Rush Revere, a voice called from the front of the ship. The sailor quickly went about his business as if he hadn't been talking to us. I turned around to see who had called my name, and I was thrilled to see my pilgrim hero, William Bradford, walking toward me with his wife, Dorothy. Rush, you joined us in the nick of time, said William. Yes, well, better late than never, I said, laughing. We all had to catch our balance as the bow of the ship plowed over a wave. A light spray of water splashed over the ship's railing. The large sails of the Mayflower no longer rippled like they did closer to the coast. Out in the open ocean, they billowed like parachutes, pushing the boat westward. William said, You get used to that after a while. Have you had time to tour the ship? No, not really, I said. I was just talking with Tommy. He's a bit lonely without his horse. But there really isn't any room for a horse on the Mayflower, is there? I asked, hoping that I would get the answer I was looking for. Unfortunately, no, said William. The only place I can think of where a horse might fit and stay protected from the wind and waves is the capstan room. Bingo! What's a capstan? asked Tommy. And where's the capstan room? I asked, hoping Liberty was paying attention. The room is located on this deck, but it's at the aft of the ship. The capstan's kind of a pulley, said William. It's used to move heavy cargo between decks. Thank you, I said. Very interesting. Well, I'm hopeful that we can find and train another horse when we get to the new world. How many decks are there on the Mayflower? asked Tommy. I mean, where do people sleep? Good question, said William, and he pointed toward the top aft end of the ship. That up there is the quarter deck, and that's where you'll find the captain's cabin. The deck we're standing on is the upper deck. The galley or ship's kitchen is to the bow. Well, I knew Liberty wasn't around or he would have asked for a personal tour of the kitchen, and then he would have volunteered to be the Mayflower's official taste tester. Below this deck is the tween deck. 
That's where most of the passengers are living and sleeping, and we also have a small pen for our smaller livestock, including chickens. And below the tween deck is the cargo hold, where we store flour, barrels of water, and other general supplies. Uh, William, I ask, tell me, how are things for you? I mean, how can I help with your voyage? Our numbers are dwindling. There used to be nearly 150 Puritans traveling to the New World. But the trip has been hard on many of our people. After several attempts of trying to sail two ships to America, we decided that the speed well was not seaworthy. It leaked like a sieve. Three times the crew tried to patch her up without success. The first attempt was at Southampton after a very wet and worrisome journey from Holland.